Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Julia Show on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Before we move on, let me tell you that we are proud to support the Twin Cities Orthopedics Women Run the Cities, presented by PNC Bank. It's coming up on Sunday, May 19th. It'll be at Minnehaha Park. It is voted one of the top races for women in the country, and it's the premier race, women's race, in all of Minnesota. You can do a 10-mile, a 10K, a 5K, brunch, and mimosas afterwards. To register, you go to TCM Events. Org. Stephanie Hansen is here. Stephanie, you're a runner. Yes. He responded I, to the crisis call. I did. I, like, call, I call her at like 115. What are you doing? <laughs> I had a guy coming over at 2 o'clock that wanted to have some marketing strategy. And, oh, I thought you were going to say yeah, something really, else. Was was like, really? He is kind of cute. Yeah. My husband was upstairs while we were meeting at my kitchen table, and Mm -hmm. he just had a new baby, though. He looks tired. Yeah, he probably is tired. Yeah. He is tired. Okay, I'm so glad that you're here. Lori, he told me that he's been on the show once before. Who is he? Uh, Matt Dougaloo, I can't pronounce his last name, from Craft Notes and Thrifty Hipster. Oh, the Thrifty Hipster. That's how we know him. He said he goes, yeah, he was Years ago. He was like, I know some pop culture things, but there were a lot of things I didn't know until they got to Eva Mendez. And then I just knew she was hot and I was cool. (laughs) Very good. Oh, my God. Okay, so you are in time for the Royal Report today. Okay. Julia's been shutting me down on my love of the Royal Gossip. Oh, there's a lot to know. There is a lot to know. And... um, Last, maybe you might have heard, was remember when Prince Philip got in his car accident. So he is now given up his driver's license. At 97. At 97. High time. And he is now back to driving a horse and buggy. He was spotted. For real? He oh, was yeah. spotted at Wood Can't Farm. they give him a golf cart or something? Oh, apparently he raced carriages back in the day. At, and he represented Britain oh. at several world <laughs> and European championships. He loves carriage driving. Wow. So. So he and the queen have been apart for seven weeks um, because she has um, been in London and he's been out at Sandringham and also at Windsor Castle. So anyway, he's at Windsor. Do you think they still like sleep in the same bed? I don't think they've ever slept in the same bedroom. I think it's been years. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, they they have, don't you remember in the crown, they have the hallway. Yes. And they each have the bedroom. Right. That's it's like true. A, it's like a yeah. end suite, but with two bedrooms. And then when they. Okay. There was one brief scene when they, they were getting frisky. Together. Yes. Yeah. Oh, of course. Of course. They yeah. used, yeah, they had sex. But I mean, I mean, really, I mean, is it ages to think are 92 and 97 year olds still having sex i don't know i oh i sure hope not i sure <laughs> hope so i just do not 
<laughs> think there's even fluid left in oh, that. Oh, jeez. Well, anyway, maybe oh. they can, you know, they enjoy a good cuddle. Sure. Sure. And I hope we all enjoy a good, a good cuddle, cuddle at 92 and 97. So, anyway, there he is. He's driving around. Now, um, I think it's very, I don't think it's a coincidence that um, the sons, Dan Wooten, reported the day that Royal Sussex Instagram at 3.5 million and climbing. Okay, that's the holy Harry, cow when they that's how many followers they have already. They've already broken the record that was held by who, Donnie? Who had the oh, I don't even I remember. I can't the guy's remember name. who was it, it was. Rapper? Somebody I don't know. I don't know. in 24 hours, they got to two and a half and they're at three and a half and counting. And oh. the reason. Like I never understood what it meant to have the that they were breaking up the two royal households, the Cambridges and the Sussex. Mm-hmm. That they all their Instagrams all came from Kensington Palace. Mm-hmm. Now Sussex Royal is Harry and Meghan's, and they do this, and so they each you know have now they each have their own Insta accounts. Right. How do you feel about the breakup? I have feelings. No, I think it's good because in the old world, yes, you should stay in the shadow of who is going to be king King. or queen. Yes. But it ain't the old days anymore. Princess Margaret had to stay in the shadow of Queen Elizabeth. and She didn't like it one bit. It's a cautionary tale. Here's why I that's why I think it's wrong, because it's all about Meghan Markle and her needs. And this is not what the the pageantry and the king and queen is about. She but should stand down. Their, they have their own interests. Today, Prince Harry on Sussex Royal, he was at um, the Lord Mayor's Big Curry Lunch and uh, honoring armed services personnel and veterans. So they would have to take turns under Kensington Palace profiling the do-good things. Harry does as much... As he probably does, does more. He probably does more. But he's still not the king. No, but it's still people. He's the most popular royal besides the queen. That's the fact. And that's the real problem. That's the real problem. So the son's Dan Wooten is reporting that the queen has reportedly banned Meghan from wearing jewelry made famous by Princess Diana. Is this a coincidence? This story happens on the on the, the second day of the Insta of Sussex Royal exploding? Well, no. Or is it a conspiracy? It's not planned, but the person who is planting the story is mm-hmm. strategic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the senior sources, the queen likes Meghan personally, but this is about hierarchy. She is showing that maintaining the correct order and precedence within the family is important. Even if Meghan is the most popular person in the world, she is a lower rank than Kate. The key word there, maintaining the correct order and lower rank, because those are loaded words, because England is a country where a class system is still in Which place. is why I am not a fan of them starting their own house, their own Instagram, breaking off from traditions. I'm very invested in the monarchy. I'm not for maintaining the status quo. Oh, I, I am 100%. Stand down, <laughs> Megan. Yes. Prince Harry, down. we like what you're doing. Mm-hmm. These royal people are petty as 
hell. Well, they always have been. And yeah. why should Princess Margaret's whole life been complete torture because she was in the shadows? Well, why should Prince Harry's tor- life be tortured? His life won't be tortured. He's, he's he used to it. He knew his, it was coming. All he wants is his own damn Instagram account. What's wrong with that? Everything. No. Just, no. <laughs> Everything. No. And he's got Megan, and now we have to worry okay. about who's wearing well, the proper jewels. There's royal petty, and then there's millennial petty, because I will just have you know that most of Megan's friends, have done the re- I've done the research, are still following House Sussex and Kensington Palace, but Priyanka Chopra and Serena have unfollowed Kensington Palace. Oh, boy. Seriously. Seriously. Okay, that's... That's good millennial petty. Yes, it is, because that is saying all is not right. You know, we've been wondering. Uh I for sure think there's a rift. Yeah. I for sure think there is, but that proves it. Yeah. That is 100% proof. Thank you. Because those are her, like, best friends. Thank you, Stephanie, for hearing me. I did. And validating the coincidence or conspiracy. Validation confirmed. Stamped. All right, listen, we come back. It is time for, it's going to be Donnie and I's random thoughts, and maybe you're going to have a random thought for National Burrito Day. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I saw this story the other day. Do you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And now... Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. Burrito fans, your day is here. Oh, right. It is National Burrito Day and the made-up food holidays held on the first Thursday of April each year. And uh, um, let me tell you, you can enjoy your favorite wrap without getting swallowed up by the big crowd. And according to Grubhub, the bean burrito is the favorite kind and the number one food based on orders that they get Ooh. to get a bean burrito. I love a bean burrito. You do love a bean burrito. I That's love so a bean surprising, burrito. though, because they're so easy to make at home. Oh, I make them at home, but I order them out too. I love them. I was just at um, Zantigo's the other day, oh. and I had three cheese chilitos. <laughs> I do love a cheese chilito. I've not eaten at that Zantigo. Um, Is it good? Oh yeah, I love Zantigo's. I used to love a cheese chilito. Yeah, I'm like, give me like 25 packs of sauce. Yeah, yeah. with that cheese chilito. <laughs> so, where do you think are some of the good burritos in town? Okay, so World Burrito Street Mercado. Kitchen. Do you well, like yes. those, of course. But here's the thing to get at El Burrito Mercado. They have big burritos anyway, mm-hmm. but they have like a family style burrito that's twice as big. Oh, so and it's share. like as big as a roast chicken. Oh, oh my Lord. word. So you, if you wanted to do something fun with the kids, you could go. They have a location in Minneapolis, location in St. Paul. Yeah. Get the Giganto Burrito. Mm. Um, also, World Street Kitchen has what they call the Bangkok Burrito. Mm. So this is fried rice, cilantro, basil, a secret sauce. You can get it with tofu, beef short ribs, or red curry chicken. Oh, oh my gosh. Let's go now. Let's, that sounds amazing. <laughs> and finally, Bibuta. Um, which is opened, they have a Baja house in Wyzetta, and then they have a Babuda truck, and now they have a new location in downtown St. Paul in the Skyway, and they have sushi burritos. Uh, They're good. They're tuna, avocado, cucumber, cilantro, spicy mayo, all wrapped up in soy paper or nori paper. Oh, yum. Yeah, so just a little bit different take on it. Yeah, good. All right, well, that's good. Burritos. Burritos. Johnny, what do you got? I got some bad news for you, Lori. Oh, no. Oh, that's Fleetwood Mac song. Yes, it is. Why would I be playing Fleetwood Mac? Rumors. Why am I playing Fleetwood Mac? You no. just said yesterday, please don't let it be Fleetwood Mac. Is that who's going to be filling in for... Jazz Festival. For... 
Hopefully. I'm okay with that. Oh, yes. I, th- I thought you didn't want them. Well, only because I paid big money twice okay. to see them, and I paid big but money. But they're with- great. I love yeah. them. Fleetwood yes. Mac is filling in for the Rolling Stones at the Orleans Jazz. Okay. okay. I mean, we wanted the Led Zeppelin reunion, and then we wanted Springsteen, and Fleetwood Mac was just like... Springsteen would have been great. Yeah. Uh, I'm okay Nixle with that. bring oh, out okay. her cape Fine. from 1982 that she just wore. But I just saw them when they were here. Like, when were they here, Donnie, oh, last year? Oh, not long year? ago. Not that long ago. No. They were amazing. Okay. They were really great. I was thinking Casey's about Casey's not going to be so crazy about it. I watched the George Michael documentary that he made. Wasn't that good? It was good. And I saw him in concert because you and uh, Julia made me. I'm so glad I did. Aren't you? He, I had no, like, he's amazing. He was amazing. Yeah, he really is. It's a good documentary. If yeah. Wants to All right, it. Donnie, I'm good with that. Maybe it was Casey that you mentioned. That Casey be, didn't want it to be Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac, Mac because okay. he's seen them twice, yeah. and um, but he liked it both times. He was a little bit, had his nose in the air because of, uh, you know, uh, Lindsey Buckingham got right. kicked out of the band, but Brian Eno's from Split Ends and another guy. Apparently they're doing amazing. They're, yeah, they were great. Good. They yeah. played in the last all iteration. Right, there you go. It's official. All right. Well, I feel bad for all the people who got their tickets for $800 on Craigslist who thought they were going to the Rolling Stones. Good luck trying to find those people to get your money yeah, back. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. Uh, by the way, Target is raising their minimum hourly wage for the third time in less than two years. They are going up to $13 in June per Aren't hour. We, isn't everybody trying to get to 15 by 2020? Yeah, they are. But, you know, they're just... Good for Target. Yeah, that's what they're doing. And Donnie, I can't believe you posted the Laura Ashley collection. I thought you might want to see it. I do want to see it. Okay. Oh. <laughs> What's a little too prairie for you? Oh, I didn't <laughs> like Laura Ashley Laura back. Ashley dress. The, 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 what do you call it? The tool or twall or what's that? T-O-I-L-E? Tool. Tool. The oh. lit. Everything looks like wallpaper and, and prairie dresses. Oh, okay. The These nas- are cute. Oh, my word. I had a Laura Ashley wedding dress. Okay. Uh, they've got the classic white maxi dress. These are cute for millennials. They're not cute for ladies of a certain age, but they're uh, the high rise jeans made that look like Delft China pattern is not going to look good on very many butts. Well, the millennials it'll look good on. Maybe Boy, I just saw this girl at Yum Bakery. She had the highest waisted jeans on yeah. that I swear came from my closet yeah. circa 1984. Did she? And was, she looked real cute, but honestly. Did you see the fupa? Was there? She was so thin. Yeah, it but does, that's about anybody the of a certain size, yeah, you'd be seeing it. Yeah, I mean, that is that is the thing. You've just got to be, listen, they can find out. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world, and the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Like we did. They can look back at their photos and they can see what those jeans are doing to them. It's They're smuggling yo-yos and their butt is not looking as good as it could. No, because you, you know because of how it hits. I guess. No, these these dresses are just horrific, Donnie. Right, I mean, well, honestly, uh, you know, people want to. They look like gorgeous stick on wallpaper. They do look like wallpaper. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to give people some random tips in case anyone's going to a nude resort like this weekend. You know, going on a spring break, going to hedonism. <laughs> Thank or something. you so much it's for all you people going to the nude resort. <laughs> if you've never been, if you've never been. Okay. Okay. I mean, basically, nude resort etiquette is the same as any other resort etiquette. Okay. You wear yellow. Well, that's the nude. Everyone is naked. Okay. Okay. So, tip number one open mind. Tip number two don't stare. Have some good (laughs) sunglasses that no one can see where your eyes are going. You'll get the hang of it. But yeah, sunglasses, wear them as much as possible. Get naked. I mean, there are no clothes police patrolling clothing optional places. No. But it's somewhat of a gimme that if you book a place like this, you're supposed to be naked too. Yes. Yeah. So use a towel when sitting. Um, Laura, you are talking to a woman who has been to so many naked, nude Here's, Do you see everyone sitting on their little towel, their personal towel? Sometimes, but here's what I'm going to tell you for the most part. Okay. The only rule is to keep your legs closed because yeah. nobody needs to see all that, but people don't. Like no, if I you're know. at the nudist, you're like letting it all hang out. Right. A, most people aren't attractive. Yeah. <laughs> you don't see anything that you really wanted to see. <laughs> yeah. B, uh, Don't be surprised if you see zinc oxide on a funny place on a guy. That and oh, that more not people, the tip of the nose. No, no, no. Yeah, uh, it is all hanging out, mm-hmm. and I yeah. mean all. And as you get to a certain age, sometimes things hang lower to the uh, side. Mm. Um, what's real interesting at a nude beach when is they the play people, sports. No, I've seen that. Yeah, the volleyball. <laughs> it's the people that have had breast implants and tummy tucks, and you see them from the front, and then they turn around and you see them from the back, and their body has aged from behind. Yeah. Oh. That's real interesting. Yeah. Wow. I always think, oh my God, I'm going to be in my casket with stand-up boobs on the rest of me falling down. Thanks, cancer. It's <laughs> <laughs> quite the picture. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, uh, you don't just, I mean, you look, but, but don't take photos without consent. I know that. Yeah. People, but they, some people like it because they're there because they're creepers. Right. The whole nude thing. I don't Casey know. and I, we stayed at this resort on the Riviera Mile, like an all-inclusive. This is quite a few years ago. And there was a nude resort, like two doors down from our resort. So every day we would yeah. take a walk yep. to go by yep. and see what we could see. And the funniest thing is to see people playing volleyball with their zinc all over in tender places, a visor, and nothing else. Yeah, they all wear visors. Yeah, yeah they all the visor. wear visors. And we saw piercings in places I didn't think you could get a piercing. It's also strange to see the nude colony um, snorkeling. Oh, yeah. Because things are bobbing, if you know what I mean. <laughs>
Ellie and I ran into a group of naked snorkelers, and it was like, oh, jeez. Bait and tackle included. Yeah, oh my gosh, that is funny. All right, listen, we're going to Hollywood to speak. So, what are you trying to say? Hollywood! Hollywood speaking! What is the meaning of this? All right, Stephanie, Mackenzie Bezos says she is grateful have dissolved her marriage. To I'm Jeff sure Bezos. she got a load of cash. She he's on to the next woman, so there's no anxiety or hangover. Yeah, uh, he's. Uh, she, she doesn't said, have to get the dick pics. Ha- yeah, happy to be giving him all of my interest in the Washington Post and Blue Origin and 75 percent of our Amazon stock, plus voting control of my shares to support his continued contributions with these incredible companies she started a twitter account today to make this announcement she's now the third or fourth richest woman in the world he just wrote her a big fat check and i'm fine with that yeah and i'm sure she earned it yeah well they've been together and uh she put it out on twitter and then he put something nice out uh yeah they're gonna be nice about it yeah but lauren sanchez is not divorced yet so we decided that this patrick Whitesell, her husband waiting for his check from Bezos. Oh, <laughs> <Right>? someone. Yeah. <laughs> she probably doesn't have as big of a book, but right. checkbook. Yeah, well, no, no kidding. Uh, Jane Fonda reveals that uh, the beautiful ruffled dress she wore to the Golden Globes, which Julia and I were crazy for in 2016. She said, I got out of the car and I have the strange white dress with all the ruffles. That's because I just had a mastectomy and had to cover my bandages. Which if she had bandages... She likely also had drainage tubes. Yeah. So, do you know what dress I'm talking about? Yes. That beautiful. And she just looked like a million bucks. She in, did. In the Jane Fonda documentary, Five Acts, you see her getting ready for that. And you, you see her in the limo in that dress, and she doesn't say anything no. about that. She's fantastic. I know. I do. She? If you guys aren't watching Grace and Frankie, too. They're little half-hour episodes. They're very funny, funny and just entertaining and funny. Yeah, she will be here in July at the Ordway. Oh, she is Jane Fonda. I'm pretty sure I read that. Doing yes. like a Q and A uh, thing, yeah, like what Carol Burnett her, did. Kind of the, doing the five acts thing on stage. Oh man, I'd yeah. love to see that. Yeah, yeah she's I'd love to neat. see her. She also told British. Uh, this is an interview with British Vogue. And, um, the, she's the cover story. April. She said. Um, why she was happy to have her first knee replaced? She said, "I was just starting a new relationship, and I had to be able to kneel." Oh, <laughs> oh, oh Jane! Well. <laughs> and that relationship was with the, the music producer Richard Perry, and they no longer date anymore. But um, anyway, I do love that Jane is, is Linda us Perry that. related to that Richard Perry. I don't mm, know. I don't, I don't, think, I don't think, think so. I don't think so. Um, okay, here's another one. Um, Bob Saget yesterday tweeted, so many people are lying these days, maybe they should change the tests in school to false or false. And then he deleted the tweet. Bad timing with the day that Lori Loughlin showed up in court yesterday to put that tweet up. Someone pointed out, hey, that might be, people think you're talking about Lori. I think he probably was. He probably was. What is she lying about, though? Isn't it already out there? Well. I mean, yeah. what are, well, he's just referring to the case in general that she's. Well, no, that's no? all he said. 
So many people are lying these days. Maybe they should. He didn't know nothing. We. No. I'm just tying it to the college admission scandal because what else could it be? Here was my favorite headline about that in the last week was that some of the people that are accused are getting coaching on what it's going to be like to be in prison. And someone wanted to know if they had the Internet. Oh, my God. And <laughs> if that's real, that's yeah. hysterical. Yeah. I do believe that any of these rich people are going to jail. I don't think so. No. They're just going to write big fat checks. Or be on probation and community yeah. service. And Lori Laughlin and Felicity Huffman, uh, the judge told them yesterday, I would advise everyone to talk to their lawyer about obstruction of justice. Whoa. Which means what, people? Don't discuss the case with other people. Right. Don't talk about it with anybody, I guess. Oh, well, gee, then a certain <laughs> tweeter-in-chief might be in trouble just for that. Oh, well. He gads. Yeah, everybody. So that's what the Boston Federal... He said you could talk to their kids, but do not obstruct justice. And when they looked at him with surprised looks, talk to your lawyer. Mm-hmm. I wonder if the kids... I've read that Olivia Jade, in particular, is not speaking to her parents. That she's living with her 20-year-old boyfriend and in shame. Yeah, well, if you didn't know that your parents did that. And I wondered if William Macy... Do you think she didn't know? It's entirely uh, I, possible. It's it's possible. Yeah. yeah. Same with Felicity Huffman's daughter. I mean, and her husband might have said, I don't think this is a good idea. And then she went ahead and did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lori Laughlin's smiley appearance and the fact that she went over and shook hands with the prosecutors. People are yelling at her about it. Signing autographs. Well, yeah, she signed autographs. (laughs) Uh, Felicity Huffman just went in, held hands with her brother, didn't smile or wave at anybody. Aunt Becky was there, like, smiling, waving, taking photos. Everybody, she's in a Lifetime movie. Shaking hands with the. uh, prosecutors and introducing herself and um, <laughs> who does that? <laughs> so was Felicity Huffman not there with William H Macy? No. No. And why not? Because they're trying to distance him from it, so they can. He showed up with her in court in L.A. Yep. both days. He wasn't charged. Maybe he was filming Shameless. Middle of the week mm-hmm. would be too disruptive, and maybe she said. Uh, my name is going down and we don't need to drag you down too. It, I was thinking from a just couple's perspective, having one that can still be gainfully employed might be important. Oh, Felicity Huffman has three big movies coming out starting at the end of the month. Huh? So do you think everyone will just get past all of this? Um, yeah, but I think, you know, they're going to do sit down interview with somebody and also maybe, you know, really do a mea culpa where they, start a foundation and they start offering tutors to help kids who whose parents don't have the money to, you know, do all the prep things. Right. They, I, I don't know what these prep things are, but for SATs, yeah, like SAT prep. And yeah. And all of that, prep. maybe they start a foundation and they give back in that way. Hmm. That would be one of my as a PR consultant, I think you should be hired. Yeah, I would do that. So anyway, but people were just like, she was too sunny, light and breezy, Lori Laughlin. She should have taken a page from Felicity yes. and looked somber. Mm-hmm. Somber, sad, yeah, remorseful. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay, here's another one. Bridget Moynihan has a new book coming out. Remember, she has the very she has public, Tom Brady's child. Yes, and they had a very public breakup. Uh, her book is called Our Shoes Ourselves. It's a variety of essays from women, 
opening up about what their favorite pair of shoes means to them. Okay, that's the premise of the book. Mm-hmm. It is out, by the way. Is it? Okay. Yeah. She recalled the fallout of the 2006 split, which included her being three months pregnant with Tom Brady's child as he started dating supermodel Giselle. And she said, I would have cars following me and men hiding in the bushes outside my house. This is her story. As a new mother, you want to protect your child. So it felt threatening. She was browsing through Barney's when she, she was returning baby clothes. And she came upon a pair of motorcycle boots. And I thought, this is what I need. I need to get a little back of my New York back, a little armor. So I bought these boots so that I could be able to run fast or move quickly, sturdy. Hmm. I couldn't be, you know, teetering around in stilettos. Huh. So, and then she said, Tom and I made a decision to raise a child together. And we both found partners that supported us in that. And loved our child as if he were their own. So there is absolutely no bad blood anymore, is there? Do you think that they were breaking up and then she found out she was pregnant after the fact? Yeah. Yeah. That's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Especially Giselle has talked about like when Tom Brady had to explain that to her. Uh, My girlfriend I just had a couple months ago. It's a pretty easy explanation, though. Well, I know, but a lot of women would have just said, bye. Yeah. See you later. Not going to be part of that. Uh, And just in case you're wondering, Jennifer Garner is happy to keep her romance with her beau, John Miller of The Wonder. Was it called The Wonder Burger? The Impossible Burger. Burger. Is he the inventor of that? Yeah. Oh, he's doing just fine. Here's the quote She admires John because he is just normal. Which I take to mean he doesn't have a drinking problem. Yeah, I think well, so. And he's not an actor. But he's probably vegan and he's probably super healthy. They're probably a good match in that way. Yeah, he's a simple guy who's not in the entertainment industry. But Scott, let me add in the rest of the sentence, but has his own money. Have you had the Impossible Burger? No, but I would like to. You would like it because it's vegan, but it bleeds. Where do we get it here? Um, it bleeds. It can. Blech. What does that mean? I like it well done. Even my veggie burgers, I like well done. <laughs> what do you mean it bleeds? It can have a red appearance if it's undercooked, like a burger. Yeah. It's Hell's Kitchen has it. Oh, they do? Uh-huh. I think Red Cow now has it, too. Good yeah. to know. Okay. Yeah. Look at you're already paying for yourself just with your burrito. <laughs> well, nose. I'm sure glad I can earn your yeah, worth. Well, but you we didn't know where the Impossible Burger no, uh, where I, I it was being know. sold. Yeah, there you go. Okay. All right, very good. I, I do believe. You know, I I don't know. I mean, I guess I understand the whole thing. Like he's got his own money, but he's not in the business. She's been married to two guys in the business. She's Scott gonna- Foley. Ben Affleck. Oh my gosh, I forgot she, she was married Michael- to Scott Foley. Yes. He's a babe too. Yeah, Michael Vartan. She had the romance with him on Alias. Yeah, she's had some good romances. But yeah. I could see where she'd go, hey, I'm going to look in the business or meet somebody in the business world, not in the acting business. And she's kind of getting back into the acting side herself after being more of a backseat with the kids, it seems like. Yeah. Well, she had that show on HBO, Camping, which was, it was awful. so bad. It was. I wanted awful. it to be I good. I did, too. I watched, like, five episodes. episodes and, and I kind of liked like, her character, but she didn't have anything to work with. No, it was terrible. Yeah. Was that uh, Jenny Corner and Lena Dunham who created that movie? Or that TV series? I think they were the creator. The Creators and writers. I don't know if I it was just it was totally based miscast. on a British series. 
Oh, but maybe mm, they did the right. adaptation. Okay. Right. okay, Lindsay Lohan is not happy that Leah Michelle is going to play Ariel in a live performance of The Little Mermaid for two nights at the Hollywood Bowl. Who gives a rip what she thinks? <laughs> I mean, honestly, why is that even a story? I Listen know. to this. Harvey Firestein is going to be Ursula. Cheech Marin is Chef Louis. Peter Gallagher is King Triton. Cute. And Leo Gallo is Prince Eric. And Leah Michelle. The Ariel. And, It'll be great. And it will be, yeah, two nights at the Hollywood Bowl. Lilo who? Uh, while the um, animated movie plays in the background. Cool. I know. Mm-hmm. They did this last year. Yeah, they, they did, did it, it with Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast and John Stamos was in it. Yeah. And those are great. I know. Wouldn't fun. that be fun to yes. go to the Hollywood Bowl and see that? And anyway, Lee, uh, Lindsay really thought she should have been considering. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> have so many what? thoughts about that. I know. I, all right, listen, we got to go because we got Mike Marcotte, who works here at, at KSTP. Mm-hmm. He's down at Twin Cities Live. We see him at the fair, and now we're going to see him because he is an adjudicator for Guinness World Records. believe that we have Mike Marcotte from Twin Cities Live in our studio. And if you're trying to set a Guinness World Record, Mike is only one of a hundred judges in the world who That's does this right. for Guinness. Yes, it is. We Hi. were delighted when we read this story. Was it a couple weeks ago in the start? Yeah, a couple weeks ago. I'm like, there's our buddy Mike who always gives us the 411 at the fair. Yes, Lori. Yeah, it was really fun to be in the Star Tribune. They followed me at an adjudication in Rochester. It was the largest beanbag toss. So okay. most people playing cornhole at once. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad you called it cornhole. Cornhole. There's been some discrepancy Dude. about oh, what really? it's called. So the British call it cornhole. So I have to call it cornhole as an adjudicator. So okay, okay, it's what official is else then. Is it called? Bags, 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 bags. So bags. I think cornhole. Then cornhole, cornhole. The is British the official call it cornhole. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Cornhole sounds dirty. Yes, the it cornhole. does. <laughs> okay, so Mike, how the heck did you become uh, an adjudicator with Guinness? Well, my path was quite fun because I was emceeing an event at Mall of America and. Uh, they had an adjudicator there for an attempt uh, for a largest seizure first aid training of sorts. And I was just there to MC, and I was in love with this job. And I was talking to the adjudicator and she was like, oh, yeah, I do this on the side. It's just a, a job that I do. Just a second, like limelight gig. And it was like, oh, my gosh, this sounds phenomenal. And she's like, just put us, you know, contact us for them and, you know, fill it out and see what happens. So I did that. And then uh, they reached out to me a few months later and they're like, hey, we're interested in talking to you. And I started the process. And then months later, here I am. Do you get in paid? Uh, I, I do get paid. You do get paid. Yes, okay, it is a paid good. job. Yes. Okay. Is I it mean, like good pay, like a full tank? Full-time job? <laughs> it's a very or is it a, common question, Is Stephanie, it a side yeah. hustle? It's, yeah. a, it's a side hustle. Okay. Yeah, it's it's good. But do you go to London to get your adjudication? Yes. yes. So every adjudicator with Guinness World Records goes to London. We fly out to London, and we spend time out in London at the world headquarters, and we spend time going through all the motions that an adjudicator would need to go through in order to be out in the field at a, a Guinness World Records title event. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's quite so fun. What was the first thing that you did oh, as an official? Ooh, on my own? Yeah. I was in San Diego 
uh, in San Diego, California. It was quite delightful. It was last June, and the record was the most waste paper shredded in eight hours. Oh, my word. Yeah. So are you, like, literally having to weigh the waste paper, or are you looking to make sure that there isn't any scam? That's a great question, Stephanie. I am watching the people who weigh the paper and making sure that they're not messing around with got it paper. and adding a little mm-hmm. because something. i can't weigh all that paper on my own um <laughs> it was two hundred thousand pounds of paper right coming through so uh this attemptee they they were just a great organization and they had all of the people in the san diego community drop off paper at all these sites around the city and they brought these uh bins and bins and bins of paper to different waste paper shredding sites and then they had surveyors there to weigh all the paper once it got shredded so we were watching the surveyors do their jobs basically mm-hmm. what a weird record yeah, yeah there's it, some real weird ones well yeah and we don't call any record weird because well, unique no. <laughs> unique is very very good and true in style yes. There. yes thank you stephanie yeah no records weird because people pour their heart their soul into these records they don't want to be called weird mm-hmm. you know and people spend so much time planning these and executing them and they they get so passionate behind them so everything that we do and everything that's in our book everything that's on our website is just special yeah yeah okay really so when you went to london for training yeah. like what do they train you on just well we go through this training we do okay, a media training we do actually a media interview like a radio show okay yeah we go into the booth and they have quite a lady that does the interview with you and then she goes through like a crisis interview so like let's say something that we were at a, a, a some sort of adjudication that didn't go very well yes so and then i was the representative who to had to talk about it yeah yeah Sorry, and then you, you were did. grilling me yeah. Like, Lori, you were the one who were t- asking the tough questions on my talk 1071, right? But they must I had have to answer liked those that, that you come from a media background. Exactly. Was that one help. of the things that made you attractive as a. Exactly. Mm-hmm. does help. And a lot of my adjudicator partners, all of us have stage presence. All of us, you know, a lot of them are actors. A lot of us mm-hmm. are actors. A lot of us are, you know, in the field of media and, and can speak in front of large groups of people because that's what we do. Um, we go out and we represent the company, um, Guinness World Records as a whole, um, in front of groups big and small. Okay, I'm envious yeah. of the time you got to be in Northeast Texas when hundreds of motorcyclists tried to set the oh, Harley you would Davidson have loved parade. That one. <laughs> the largest parade of Harley Davidsons. Did they set the record? No, it was they unsuccessful. How many motorcycles? Like, were there like thousands and thousands? Thou- oh, Lori, it yeah. was thousands of motorcycles. They were short by about 500, though. So they needed about 2,400 motorcycles in order to break the current existing world record title. Um, and they were short by about. They should just do what it happened, How do you count do 2,400 motorcycles? That's a great question. So you have registration systems set up. And so the organizers have to be uber organized in order to make sure that everything happens correctly. And then when you get to certain accounts, when you get to certain numbers, you have auditors on site. You have groups of people counting groups of people. Yeah. Um, so it depends on how many people are present at an event. And is Guinness World Records owned by the Guinness family who makes the good beer? Good question. Not anymore. Not anymore? Not anymore. So our sister company is Ripley's Believe It or Not. Ah, uh, okay. Yep. Uh, so the Jim Patterson Group is now um, the owner of Guinness World Records. Um, but the beer company started Guinness World Records they and did. these books that you can still buy, Target, Amazon, whatever. Yeah. Every kid loves those. Oh, books. I, I had these growing up. Yeah, I had the 1997 paperback too. copy, like memorized. Oh, it was amazing. I loved it. Um, the beer company started this book because uh, in nineteen in the 1950s, 
the guys at the bar sitting at the counter, you know, at, at the pub, they got an argument about which bird was fastest in all of England. And then they started thinking about like, well, other guys are having the same argument about certain other things. So they decided the albatross. to make. albatross. Yeah, exactly. Is that right? No, not quite. <laughs> no. The ostrich. The no, emu. No. Flying birds, right? Flying birds. Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't know the answer. Yeah. We'll, we'll get you the answer here. Hold on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so they decided to make a book of superlatives. And so the Guinness Book of Superlatives came out and then it evolved and evolved. And now it's the Guinness World Records. Yeah. Oh, that it's is cool. so funny. So yeah. where are you off to? What's your next assignment? Do they give you like a month? And have notice? you had any good food ones? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Stephanie. Yes, I have had good food ones. Um, so I was in Madison, Wisconsin for the largest cheese board and platter. Oh, Stephanie March would be in oh, heaven. Yeah, it was 4,437 pounds of cheese oh. on one board. It was 35 feet long. And it was did it break seven the record? Wide. Oh, absolutely. It did. That was the Wisconsin dairy farmer. So the, what they did is they brought cheese in from around the state of Wisconsin. They flew it down to Madison, right? Drove it, flew it, whatever. And then they had all of these varieties of cheese out. Um, and it's phenomenal. It got picked up by national media who were there present. And then they had members of the public come down and they ate all the cheese. Yum. Um, yeah. And it was a, just a beautiful summer evening in downtown Madison. They had the orchestra playing. Oh it was my just gosh. a really cool event. Um, so I was just in Rochester, as I mentioned. Um, it looks like I'm going back to San Diego for that reattempt of that same record. The paper. The paper. <laughs> So I'm, yeah, it looks like they, I had some conversations about that. They're hoping to reattempt that. The, the Harley Davidson motorcycle folks, they are interested in reattempting that record. They attempt. can do that. Just yeah. a little bit more the, organization. The, the one issue that they had was that they had people who, uh, didn't have Harley Davidson motorcycles. They tried to sneak it. in. Yeah. They did. Oh my gosh. Mike, thank you so You're much. Welcome. It's just kind of fun. We love that you are the arbiter of offbeat. Pinnacles of Human Achievement. Yes. Quote the Star Tribune. All right. Thank you so much. That's Mike Marcotte. Twin Cities Live. Maybe you're trying to set a Guinness World Record. Good luck to you. Get your ducks in order. Anyway, when we come back, Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones.